0: We're especially glad to each and every heart and soul that is here today. Um, today I'm going to kind of return back to my, my little series I've been on. And I'm not going to say 100% sure, but I will say that this may be the last one of this. As I told Sister Cheryl, I, I could... Well, let me get this thing right here. I could... Um, ended at this. If if the Lord lets me, if, if He wants me to go farther with some more subjects and things of this, I may do that too. I'm not sure exactly, but I know that I could end with with where I'm at today. This will be the seventh part of this. It is a pretty long series I've been doing, but um, I could take this a lot of different ways. But I don't know. We're going to see what the Lord leads us to for the next week. Um, we are scheduled to start a youth or youth week next Sunday. The tip actually won't start, I guess, to the afternoon part of it, but uh, we, we have in both services next Sunday with it, but we're going to see what happens. But I, I know that I could end it where I'm at here today, but um, I'm going to be reading 2 Corinthians 4, 17 and 18 it behind me. If you don't have your Bible, I encourage you to bring your Bible. I am a tech guy, I love technology, and I have read the Bible through on my, my phone, I've read it through on my iPad, but nothing takes the place of reading it through with your Bible. Um, making notes and highlights, I can highlight in my, in my Bible app, and I'm sure you can and have too, but um, I haven't read all the way through this particular Bible that I got. I'm guessing a Bible geek too, i got a lot of Bibles. Um, this is the Apostolic Study Bible. If you've never had one of those, they're incredible. And uh, I was reading today in Psalms, I'm like, okay, I haven't highlighted this spot. So evidently, I've not read through this Bible in this section. So I was highlighting and underlining. But I think it's important. We need that. We need it in our life. But let's read this. It's a very familiar portion of Scripture that I have talked about a lot lately. For our life affliction. Which is but for a moment worketh for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. I'm about to say eternal. While we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. And I do want to read again my theme scriptures. From Galatians 6, 6 9. Let him that is taught in the word communicate, to him that teacheth in all good things. Be not deceived. God is not mocked. Whatsoever man soweth, that shall he reap also. For he that soweth in the flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption, but he that soweth of the Spirit shall of the Spirit reap life everlasting. Let us not be weary in well doing, for a due season we shall reap if we faint not. Thank you for standing. You may be seated. We're going to continue today with this series of how to eat an elephant. Can we get dessert, after this last week? dessert? Maybe I can find some dessert for us. <laughs> this all be the dessert today. So I have no idea how to say this name. And be honest, I was going to look at uh, look it up on YouTube. I don't know if you know it or not, but if you find it any about any kind of word that you find you don't know how to say, you can type it in and put pronounce, and it generally, whether well it's a name or whatever will pop up on YouTube and tell you how to say it. And I did not do this one. But this individual named L-A-O-T-Z-U, I'm not going to attempt to say that name. We've heard the saying, no doubt, the journey of a thousand miles begins with one Step. The journey of a thousand miles begins with one step. How do we eat an elephant? <laughs> Desmond Tutu says there's only one way. It is just like one step at a time. For the market it is one bite at a time. Not that we want to eat an elephant, but the elephants that we're talking about is them great big things in our life. Those things that takes... A lot of investment in building. A lot of investment whether we're building something good in our life or we're tearing down something that's destructive in our life. It's not just here and there but it's something that takes daily steps to accomplish these great things and sometimes even small things because they build up the things. And eating an elephant that we're talking about it is An investment. It takes time. Any great thing in your life, it takes time to build it in your world. A good prayer life, it takes time. A good study habit, it takes time. A good marriage, it takes time. Um, A good work ethic, it takes time. Um, Good health, it takes every day. Us being healthy, being persistent. If you have an addiction, you want out of your life. It takes. It takes. It takes. Just taking one step at a time. But it all begins with that first step. And we have to be willing to do it. And I can promise you that it will be worth our time to invest in the task to get rid of some things in life. And we have, every one of us have them. And we need to deal with the elephants in this room. And today, we're going to talk about maybe the biggest one that we've talked about. And it is very daunting. It is very overwhelming. But it can be accomplished by investing time into it gradually, but it's taking one bite at a time. We talked about prayer. We've talked about the right relationship building with God, which is developed by prayer and study of the Word of God. We talked about how we need to live a life of consistency. We've talked about how we needed priorities in our life. And the last time we gathered on this subject, I talked about how we need to make sure that we remove the idols out of our life. And that takes some time it takes some investing today I'm going to be talking about probably the most important one that is in this room today today I'm going to talk about eternity because it's a very big it's a very big elephant and um, we need to make sure that we deal with eternity the scriptures that I read in opening today we know them. We've heard them. Our light afflictions is but for a moment. They work it for us a far more exceeding and eternal way to glory. While we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal. Everything we see around us today is temporal. These bodies that we live in are temporal. They're only temporal. But the things which are not seen, they are eternal. And maybe that's the one reason that so many people ignore this big thing in our life. It's eternity. Because it is something that is, physically, we don't see them. Physically, we don't seem to recognize them, Sister Janet. But every one of us are facing eternity every day. And every one of us will live forever in eternity somewhere. And if you're turning on the news or if you're scrolling through social media, it is so easy to get absorbed with what is happening in our world right now. As as you see, we took prayer requests today. Praying for those in Tennessee. Praying for those who's dealing with the virus. Praying for all this stuff in happening in our world. Afghanistan and, and our economy and and, and all this stuff. It's huge right now. And we get caught up in the most pressing issues of the day. And I'm sure we don't need the news for that. But maybe it's just our individual lives that have us completely immersed in the here and now. With all this life's challenging demands, it's so easy to get caught up in the here and in the now. And forget about the fact, Sister Velma, that there is an eternity that we all face. Our daily lives keeps us from moving, or it just keeps us from moving from one thing to the next. Uh, I'm, I'm sure your lives is much like mine. Life demands much from us. There's bills to be paid. There is relationships we want to strive to keep together. There's There is uh, so many pressing matters in life. But as a child of God, and really anybody that is alive, there is a view that we need that reaches beyond the immediate concerns of today. And that view is eternity. It is the thing that so many people, even as a child of God, ignore. Is eternity. And no matter how much you may try to put eternity out of your mind. Every one of us is going to face eternity someday. Because eternity comes with hope, and it also comes with a warning. And honestly, we need both of those. We need to have hope in eternity, but we also need to have that warning of the fact that eternity is coming. But today, I want us to take off that, the lens that we look at eternity through, which is our present circumstances. And I want us to look towards eternity as for what it really is. The fact that we're going to live somewhere forever. Job said it well. Job 14 and 1. And us as a church, as individuals, some of us even more so than others, We have seen this so well come to pass the last um, two or three weeks. Man, Job 14 and 1, Man that's born of woman is a few days and full of trouble. By and large, this life is full of trouble. And us on this planet, we're here, but we're here for just such a short time compared to eternity. Eternity is a long time, folks. We may live our lives believing we have years to do all that we want. But the reality is that none of us know how long we have left. I realize today I'm going to talk heavy. I'm going to talk very heavy today because this is something that's been weighing on my mind so much, especially this year and especially over the last three weeks since we've lost the five souls out of our church. Our life is short-lived. Even if you live to be 70, 80, or even 100 years old, life is short and go by fast. And You know, my boss told me one time, it's kind of humorous, but it seemed like it's the truth. The closer you get to the end of the toilet paper roll, the faster it goes. And it seems like the farther I get in this life, the faster my life goes. At 7, I couldn't wait to be 10. At 10, I couldn't wait to be 13. At 13, I couldn't wait to be 16. 16, it seemed like it's forever before I could be 21. And I didn't get married till I was 20, uh, 22, and it seemed like I'd never get to that day that I got married. But now then, it seems like yesterday I was 7. It seems like yesterday I was 10. yesterday Bethany had a baby. Now she's got one six months old. And life goes by fast. So we should should be like the psalmist said in Psalms 90 and 12 when he said uh, our prayers should be this way. God teach us to number our days that we're going to get some wisdom from our days. Every day we've got to consider the briefness of this life not knowing, Sister Heather, what's going to happen tomorrow. As James said in James 4 and 14, that life is a vapor. It appears for a little while, then vanishes away. I promise you folks, if I had known that Monday of August the 2nd would have been like it had been, August the 1st would have been a different day for this man. It would have been a different day for this man. Because out of those five, only one was able to be at church that day. I would have done more if I would known August the 2nd was going to turn out like that. Right? You see, we are to only be pilgrims in this world. Pilgrims are just passing through. This world is not our home. This world is not our final destination. And we, we daily address the fact this great big elephant in our life, we try to live through our lives, so many people are living through lives not thinking about the fact that this could be our last day. This could be our last breath. This could be our last service here today. In eternity, it should help us to keep in perspective of having uh, the, the confidence in our life that our brief troubles that we deal with, they're going to go by. Yeah, this is tough. This is hard. But I'm going to tell you what. When this life is over, there is an eternity to deal with. And I don't, Brother Hussey, I don't want to call it a life because it's not necessarily a life afterwards because life is almost something that will come to an end. Eternity doesn't. And once we get there, It's forever. And there's no changing statuses then. And when we will address this, every day we were to get up and address this great big elephant in our life that this could be my last day. What am I going to do with today? How am I going to treat this day? And when we daily visit the fact that this could be our last day in this life, in our last breath before eternity, you would think they would mind us not to become attached to this world so much. If, you, if, if we can live with the end in mind, and I apologize, I know we did a live stream the other night. I used my phone. I should have used the computer with the uh, microphone. A lot of people said they had trouble hearing us, and I apologize for that. But uh, I spoke about that a little bit, about how the fact that we need to live with That with the end in mind, this world is not going to last forever. And some of these people in this world are living like they think. I can live like this forever. No. You can't drink yourself silly like this the rest of your life. You can't have these substances in your life the rest of your life. The scripture that I've read every time. Whatsoever man sow, that sow shall he reap. Now, we may have an alcoholic that comes to the house of God and God saved them. But majority of the time, he may even heal them of whatever effect alcohol may accumulate in their life. But majority of the time, he doesn't heal that individual. And though you may be saved, your body may die of cirrhosis. Because whatsoever we sow, that shall we reap. And if we can live in such a way that we understand that whatever I'm doing today is going to affect my eternity. If every day I could wake up and realize whatever I do today, I'm talking about alcohol, but let's talk about this. Whatever today, how I'm treating people and what I'm saying, how I'm living is going to affect my eternity. Every day. Because every day people are facing life and death without hope. And if we could daily address this, this big old elephant in our lives, we will not face uh, life and death without hope. Because we have hope. Romans 1.16 it's a famous scripture for I'm not ashamed of the gospel because it is the power of God that uh, brings salvation to everybody, right? The Jew, the Greek, the Gentile. Death is inedible. Every one of us. Death is inevitable. And here's the thing, Sister Janet, even if the Lord comes back and we don't go by the way of grave, these bodies are still going to die. Because this body is not going to inherit eternal life. But what's on the inside of this body, this soul is. And this body will die and God will put a new body on me if I'm, Born again and ready to make heaven, my home. Death to everything about this life. It's inevitable. It's going to happen. Everything in this life, except for our soul, is going to die. And if I can keep that in mind, if I can keep eternity in my mind, every day, because it's inevitable. And many in this in our church, in our community, and around the world. They're dying. They're living and dying. Not knowing what the gospel really is. Listen, church. The gospel is the good news. That Jesus died for our sins. And that then was buried. And that all life, he buried that old life, that shell, that body—Jesus's body, just like ours. I'm talking about. It, he lived in; it was buried in the tomb. But the Spirit rose that 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 uh, that body from the grave on the third day. And Jesus said that we too can be born again, just like that, through our death, through repentance, godly sorrow, on an old-fashioned altar, which is true true repentance. True repentance is not a feeling. It's a decision that I'm not going to live that lifestyle no more. I'm not going to live like that, but I'm going to live by the Word of God. That's true repentance. That's what true repentance is. Without that, you've really not repented. You can't just confess and say, I I, I believe because believing comes with uh, you acting on what you believe. And if you really believe that that, that Jesus... uh, the gospel, death, burial, his death, burial, and resurrection was for us. You, We will decide I'm not going to live that way. And then what do we do with that old life? We bury it. Uh, the gospel is important. Every bit of the gospel. Paul said, declare clarity of the gospel, the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. That is what the gospel really is. And if we have that view in mind that Jesus... The, the Gospel is the death, burial, and resurrection. And when he t- when Peter said, to Repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus for remission of sin, that is a fulfilling of the Gospel. And if we could get that... I'm sorry, this thing is quilling here today. I will try to work it in between services here. But uh, if we could get that in mind that this is what it is. True repentance. And then we bury that old life with a representation that we go down in the water in the name of Jesus Christ. And we bury that. That's when the blood of Jesus... That brings new life begins to fall upon us, and then here we can receive new power in our lives by the infilling of the Holy Ghost. Amen. And with that in mind, with that in mind, that should put the thoughts of eternity in us. It should push us. It should drive us with a with a desire, an urgency on the inside of us to share. The gospel with everybody that we meet. Amen. If we could wake up every day with this eternity in my mind, and I, I go to work with somebody, or I go to school with somebody, or, or I'm at, at, at the dollar store, or I'm at the, the, the food giant, or Walmart, or wherever we're at, we have this in our mind that that. What's uh, We we have this in our mind that. If they're not born again, they're lost. And we have this eternity that's just inside of our mind. It should drive us not to live just like anybody else. Because death is not the end of the story for any of us. Right? 2 Thessalonians 1, through 7-10 says, And to you who are troubled, rest with us. When the Lord Jesus shall be revealed from heaven with His mighty angels in flaming fire taking vengeance on them that know not God and that obey not the gospel that I was just talking about of our Lord Jesus Christ who shall be punished with everlasting destruction. Everybody say everlasting. Everlasting Everlasting destruction. That means it's not ever going to stop from the presence of the Lord and from the glory of His power, when He shall come to be glorified in His saints and to be admired in all them that believe, because our testimony among you was believed in that day. There will be an eternal outcome, whether it's going to be in the presence of God or out from the presence of God into eternity. Jesus has made a way for all people to come in this kingdom, through that death, burial, and resurrection. And we have to share this truth with everybody we can for their eternal future may depend on us, Sister Chastity. And if I can wake up every day, Brother Hussey, with this mindset of eternity, if every day, perhaps we should take sticky notes and put them all over our mirror. Perhaps we should uh, set an alarm on your phone that goes off sometime every day with just big bold letters that just says ETERNITY to remind us of the fact that we're not going to live forever. And eternity is facing us. And as a born again child of God, we have a hope of eternity in heaven. Amen? 2 Corinthians 5 and 1 says, For we know that if our earthly house of this tabernacle we're dissolved, we have a building of God and a house not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. As a born-again child of God, we have hope that one day we're going to be with God in heaven for eternity. In the gospel that I'm talking about here today, it gives us that hope in our sufferings with an eternal promise found in the Scriptures. And Sister Janet, if I have that eternal hope in me that I've been born again and that life is not about this life, let me bring it to where we are today. And suddenly I have something ripped out from my world on this earth. I realize it's not about this earth. I have something ripped out of my life, whether it be my loved one, whether it be my job whether it be relationships, it's ripped out of my life. If I have this eternal view that I have hope through this suffering in my life, then I should have something in me that says, you know what? I know that I'm going to suffer in this life, but our suffering is never for nothing. And there is a purpose in the pain which Jesus can use for our good and bring glory to His name. Because when suffering comes, we need to remember that Jesus is the Savior of the world. Sister Jen, He suffered. He suffered for all of us because of our sins. By His stripes and His wounds were we healed. I heard a very profound statement this week concerning the Scripture in Isaiah 53 and 5 about how He was bruised for our iniquities. Anybody know what a bruise is? A bruise is broken vessels on the inside. It's vessels that's not on the outside. So basically it's it's, it's stuff that's broken on the inside of you. He was bruised. So not only did he take the stripes that is external, but he also took the damage that was internal, also. So all our inside hurts can be healed just as well as the outside hurts. He covered it all. He suffered. And if we're going to be a child of God, even if we're not physically healed in this life, we have eternal hope that we'll be healed in the life to come. Even if all my relations in this world are not fixed like I want them to be. If we're thinking eternal, we know that, yeah, all this life might not be where it needs to be, but when I get in eternity, everything's going to be healed. Every relationship's going to be healed. Every every person there, I'm going to have a good relationship with him or it wouldn't be heaven, right? That's more important than this life. And we get so caught up in this life. And I'm not telling you it doesn't hurt. I'm not telling you that it's not real. But because in eternity with Jesus, there's no more suffering and no more pain. And if we'll deal with the elephant of eternity in our life, every day we'll live a life in this world with the end in view and not just for this life. And we'll realize, yeah, it hurts. That my family has rejected me. It hurts that I lost my loved one. It hurts that I can't. I don't have a, a job like somebody else, or a vehicle, or a home like somebody else. But I know there's laid up waiting for me in eternity. There's a home, praise God. There's a relationship there that cannot compare to here. There's something there waiting for me on the other side when I put eternity in view to where it needs to be. It does something to us. Brother White put something on Facebook yesterday. So simple, but so profound. He said, when you look at someone, I'm going to paraphrase, I won't say exactly like he did, but this is just what he saying. He said, when you look at somebody and realize that they do so little to live for God, you understand why their lives are in such a mess. Basically, that's what he was saying when they do so little. Yep. And we got to understand something. My, my brother-in-law, it, it's not originate from him, but um, Sister Rita, Crickner's husband, Terry, he used to say this all the time. Uh, when you live for God hard, it's easy, but when you live for God easy, it's hard. And we got to understand that when, when we're living for God in such a way that eternity is the end, and not this life. And that's a great big elephant, because this is what we got. We got people that's living in lifestyles. I mean, literally spoke to somebody this last week, and uh, there was something they're doing in their life, and and I, I said, well, you know, the Bible says that's wrong. But, well, I don't have no hope there, but they know this. They've been taught it. They've been told that this is how it is, and. We've got to understand that when we're living with eternity in our mind, every day we wake up, it'll change our speech. Amen. It'll change our dress. Amen. It'll change our walk. It'll change our habits. It'll change our friends. It'll change our checkbook. It'll change our calendar. It'll change everything about our life when we're living with the in view. I wake up and I it's a Sunday and it's pretty and I don't want to go to church or let's take it away from Sunday. I wake up and it's it's pretty and I'm like I don't, I don't feel like praying today. I don't feel like reading my Bible. I don't feel like being nice today. If, if, if eternity will be present in my mind it will always be there and every day I'm looking at it and every day I'm realizing I, I've, got to, I, I can't, I've got to be nice today because I don't want it to affect my eternity. I, I've got to right now, God. I need to talk to Jesus today. I need to read the word. Today. I need I, because eternity matters. Amen. Colossians 4 3 through 6 says, with all praying also for us that God would open to us a door of utterance to speak the mystery of Christ for which I am in bonds, that I may make it manifest as I ought to speak Walk in wisdom towards them that are without, redeeming the time. Let your speech be always with grace, seized with salt, that you may know how you ought to answer every man. We got to understand that the gospel message is to save us for eternity, not just this life. Okay? And I think this is what so many people, this is why they miss and they struggle with living for God. They want to be saved in this life, but not eternal. I think they want to be saved eternal. Don't don't get me wrong here, but I think it's so the focus is so on the temporal. They want their job back. They want their marriage back. Now, I've, I've said this a lot. But the gospel will give us power to live through this life. And He'll give us marriages back. He'll give us good jobs. He'll give us good, good possessions in this life. But what if He doesn't? Or what if He does and then takes it? And when eternity is there every day in our mindset, because the gospel is not designed to save us in this world, That's why Paul said, if I had hope in this world only, I'd be of all men most miserable. If we fail to understand the gospel ourselves, it can have eternal consequences on and shape our view of eternity to the point that we neglect sharing the gospel with other people. In the scripture that I just read, That I need this mystery of Christ in me. That I'll always, when I run into somebody, I'll have that grace in my life seasoned with the salt that I know how to answer people. And I'm going to tell you right now, people are looking for answers, folks. Amen. They're looking for answers. And when we have an eternal view, it will keep the gospel at the front of our minds in order to direct our conversation with no matter who we come across. Amen. When we have the gospel in the forefront of our mind, it will take us to the place that when we run into somebody and we know that, or at least we feel like they're lost and we feel like they need Jesus, we won't want to leave that conversation because somehow we put Jesus in there. Somehow we put Jesus in there. And this is what eternity does. Because the greatest news for a broken world, it desperately, it's desperately hungry for hope, they need to know what eternity is going to bring. Because eternity lets us know there is a need for urgency. And do others know Jesus? How can we daily live our lives with a passion for souls of those that we encounter without a true concept and idea of what eternity really is? Our minds should be filled with God's Word. It will shape our understanding of who He is and the truth of the Gospel of Jesus. I cannot drive home the fact that what we do in this life affects what happens in the next. i want to say that at the end. I cannot drive home the fact that what we do in this life affects what happens in the next life. 2 Corinthians 5 and 10 says, For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ. And everyone may receive the things done in his body according to that he hath done. Whether it be good or bad, that scripture simply says this today. Every one of us are going to stand before God in judgment. Every one of us, and we're going to be judged based on whether we was good or bad with this book right here. Will we listen to it? We obeyed it. First John two and seven says, "Let us know that our word lets us know that our world is passing away with its desires." But those who do the will of God will abide forever. Forever. Now, we're all going to abide forever somewhere, Sister Judy. But where is our eternity going to be? And the things of this world that the world holds so dear, money, possessions, power, status, or security, are not going to be taken to eternity. I don't care if you're... Prof- your portfolio says that you are a millionaire. You're not taking it with you. I don't care if you have maxed out your friends list on Facebook and you can't get no more friends I think it's 5,000. You're not taking them with you. Jesus in Matthew 6 and 20 told us that to store up treasures in heaven. We do this when we faithfully and obediently follow Him. If Jesus is our greatest treasure, our heart will be with Him. Because He lets us know, Matthew 6, 21, where our heart is, there will our treasure be also. And we all have to come to face, we all will come to this place and we're going to be face to face with God who's going to judge every one of us at our appointed time. Yesterday while we was at Walmart, I seen a lady with a shirt, big and bold letters on the front of it, only God can judge me. I seen that. Yes, God. And my first thought was, yeah, you're right, God's going to judge you. He's going to judge me. But help me to never have that attitude that only God can judge me. Amen. Why would you say that, Pastor? Because every one of us has blind spots in our lives that we cannot see. And we need a preacher. A lot of times we need a preacher. We need a saint of God. And sometimes we even need someone who don't even claim to be a Christian to use the Word of God to judge us. To bring our perspective back to where it needs to be, which is eternity. You know why I'm in church today? I was raised in church all my life. I was raised in church. Raised on pews, Pentecostal pew and Star Bethlehem, Pentecostal Church in Eelsley, Kentucky. If you've never been there, you don't even know where it is. But I got away from the Lord. 16 years old. I was claiming to be a Christian, but yeah, I wasn't acting like one. I was marked on a trade school bus heading from West Hopkins High School going to Madisonville Trade School. I said a word that I shouldn't have said. And all of a sudden the boy beside me, Brother Hussey, looked at me. He said, I thought you were a Christian. Yeah. And Christians don't talk that way. Yeah. You know what he done? He judged me. Yeah. But you know what else he done? He said he helped save me. Yeah. Right. Right. Because I was living in blind, thinking I'm okay. I can live just like I'm living. Only God can judge me. Yeah, you're right. Only God can bring the judgment on me. But I want somebody to judge me if I'm wrong. Amen. I, I want somebody. Matter of fact, even if I'm not wrong and I'm, I've got something that could be a little like well iffy, I still want somebody to judge me. Because it will cause me to pull the Word back out and say, were they right? What? what was I wrong? And it, Because the only place that I know that I can really be judged, you can judge me for your opinion all day long, but if you pull this out right here and say, hang on a second, preacher. The Word says this and you're doing that. Amen. You're right. You know what? I've had that to happen. Amen. I've had that to happen. I've had people say, hey, Nah, no, the Word says that. You're wrong with it. My first response, I'm going to pull up and say, you judging me, right? No? No, go ahead and judge me. Because that same scripture right there that says, judge not lest you be judged by the same judgment. is We leave the last part down. They just say, man, it says, judge not. Well, the rest of the scripture is, judge not lest you be judged by the same judgment. And then the Word of God proceeds after that to give you seven different ways how to judge people. It's an ignorance of the Word. I don't want to be ignorant of the Word. I want you to judge me by this Word because if you're judging me, you hear me say it all the time, I have a chance to fix it. That's right. But if He judges me, and He finds me wrong with this, I'm lost. Because if He judges me and I'm not in line with it, I can't fix it no more because I'm standing before the judgment seat of God. And He's judging me for my final judgment. So you go ahead and judge me. You go ahead and tell me if I'm wrong. You go ahead and say, Preacher, that's not right. It'll cause me to go back to the Word and see whether I am right or not. It'll cause me to search my spirit because we've all got blind spots. That's right. How hey, many times you've been driving down the road and you're fixing to go over and you just happen to say, I think I'll check my blind spot. Whoop, hang on a second. I can't pull over yet. I'm going to hit him. Yep. That's why we got mirrors, Right. That's why we got somebody all be sitting inside of. Hey, don't pull over yet. Go hit that car. Oh, you're stupid. I'm going to do it anyway. Right. That's what we do. Don't judge me. Judge me. I can have eternity. And if I here's the thing. If I have eternity talking about this elephant eternity. If I've got eternity in my mindset, if you start saying something to me, it won't cause me to get upset at you. It'll cause me to evaluate my life in eternity and make sure, am I living like I should be living? Because I don't want to miss it. Acts 17 and 30 says, In the times of this ignorance, in the times of this ignorance, God winked at, but now commandeth all men every word to repent. Because he hath appointed a day in that which he, excuse me, I'm sorry, I'm uncertain. Let me try this again. He hath appointed a day in the which he will judge the world in righteousness by that man whom he hath ordained, whereof he hath given assurance to all men, and that he hath raised him from the dead. There is a day appointed, right? He command all people everywhere repent, because he set a day when he will judge the world with his justice. And, and the greatest commandments that we have in the Word of God, Jesus said, is to, to love God and to love others, right? Amen. But how much time do we spend thinking about our own lives as individuals, our pursuits, rather than obeying God and serving others? And if we have this mindset of eternity, that every day we wake up, how much time do we think about eternal things in comparison to things of this world? How much of our day do we sit and actually think about eternity versus all of our other stuff. I'm not telling you not to look at that stuff, but we've got to have eternal thinking in there. Are we storing up for ourselves for everlasting treasures in the kingdom of God? Or are we ignoring them? If Jesus was rejected in this life, if Jesus is rejected in this life from us, the next life will be eternity without Him because He's going to reject us. We'll bring this to a close today. Philippians 3, 11-14. If by any means I obtain unto the resurrection of the dead, not as though I had already attained, either were already perfect. He said, but I follow after if that I have apprehended for which also I'm apprehended of Christ Jesus. He's talking about I'm going after Jesus. I'm going to fight for it. Verse 13, it says, Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind, reaching forth into those things which are before, I press towards the mark of the prize, of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. If we can keep eternity, the biggest thing in our lives, and daily deal with eternity, it should give us the perspective we need to finish life well. And remember that Jesus is going to return. Okay? Eternity should keep us running this race in faith daily. Eternity should be the motivation that we need to succeed and to keep our eyes on Jesus. Our life, eternal salvation. Jesus paid the price of Calvary the precious blood of Jesus was shed for us. And no matter what happens in this life, whether it's good or bad, we cannot lose sight of eternity. Okay? We've got to take hold of this truth with confidence knowing that Jesus is coming back. There's going to be a new heaven. There's going to be a new earth. And we will enjoy being in the presence of Jesus forever if We have Jesus where He needs to be in our life. He, Jesus alone, is worthy of our praise, not our life. And today I said, I don't know if this would be the end of this series I've been doing, but it very well would be a good place to end it. Because we've got to keep eternity in the main part of our life. Listen. I said it within the last week or so. If if God never answered another prayer, would you still live for Him? If God never gave you anything you've ever prayed for the rest of your life, would you still serve Him? If the answer is, is no, it's because we're living for this life only. I won't to have nice stuff. I want me and Sister Cheryl not to ever fuss again. I want to have a good relationship with my kids. I want nice stuff. I want all of that. But if He never gives it to me, and I live with eternity in mind, I'm not living for this life. Folks, this thing's wrapping up. And we have to put Jesus where He needs to be. He is an eternal... God Sister Heather I want to live in eternity with Him and the only way I can do that is I live with the mindset of eternal and I do the things that will get me to eternity because nobody is truly saved until we get there Well, but, but, oh, maybe I get trouble, but it's okay. But when I confess, my eternity is secure in Him. It's not found in the Word of God. There's too many places it talks about falling away. Jesus Himself would have said, "Those who endure to the end." If all I have to do is confess then why are we here today? Let's go fishing. Just being real today. Let's go fishing. It's going to take some endearing. It's going to take a good mindset. It's going to take us being willing to say, you know what? I'm going to live this book. you going to judge me by it. The best I can. You're not. You're not gonna be perfect, okay? But you got to keep going. You got to keep pressing. You got to keep pushing. And we'll get there. Amen. Lord, I'm asking you to help us today. Help us to keep eternity in view, God. Help us to live with the end in view, Lord. Every day, God, that I wake up, I think about the fact: Is this my last day? Lord, could I could I spend eternity after this day? Help me, Lord, to keep in view, Lord, eternity, Lord. I need that view in my mind, God. I could, Lord, in Your precious name, help me, Jesus. I don't want to be lost. and I want to have eternity in view in my mind every day, God. I want to think about this eternal life that I'm going to live is going to be somewhere, Lord. I love You. I thank You, Jesus. And I just ask that You would help us today, God. In Jesus' name we pray today. Amen. Give the Lord a great big hand. Amen. Good to see Judy come in and then the one who got baptized this week, correct? Right? Awesome. Amen. That's great. We're so glad you're here. And uh, we're going to take a moment to break and we'll get service. the rest of the service going here in just a little bit. So thank you, Ben. Real quick, Sister Brittany, if any of y'all got any of those, just let me know. Sister Brittany, I'm trying to wrap this thing up for Move the Mission. Um, I honestly think this young man is going to break the national record. He has um, raised over $15,000. The record is somewhere around twenty, and I think he's going to break it. And uh, if you don't know what that is, it's a great, great program. But, um, but if you have any of those, got some change in them, they're wanting those to return them back. And uh, those of you who had given any the thing for that, we've done passed that along to them, but I want to say thank you for it. And... Um, that's great. I'm, I'm proud of them. They're doing, say proud of Briar, but I think it's Brittany, so I'm proud of Brittany. <laughs> so, but he's, he's in there helping too. So, anyway, love you. Thank you. Um, we'll take a break. If you need to stretch your legs, whatever, I think they probably still got some coffee and whatever downstairs. You want some of that, so God bless everybody.